Yo, 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 it's your host Spittings, Enough is Normal Podcast. Back at you with another episode, man. We had like episode 14 right now, man. Um, I'm excited. Um, this unk right here, this mic. Um, I Googled him. I'm gonna get right to it. I Googled him. I knew this man most of my life. I, I had to type his name on Google. I felt like, you know, I was over preparing, but then I'm like, damn, you realize how much you'll learn about a guy by just Google. When you Google it, when you're Googleable, that, that that's a different, that's a different level of energy. Like he had me, I had to Google this guy. And then I just looked at his catalog. We're gonna get into it as far as what he does and all that, but it was like he done added more legends to the list of legends he already worked with. That's that's special to me. So, you know, I consider him um, you know, he's mature. He's not, you know, I'm not, he's not with that gang shit. Uh, it's unk right here, man. Some of you guys that's at a certain age, I got to retire the word gang. It's unk, man. Be unk, baby. We don't need no more members. I got about two, three more years. I'm using that word and it's over. I'm going to be unk. With that being said, Mike B, ladies and gentlemen, man, we shake your hand. How you doing, baby? I'm blessed, bro. You already know. Um, fashion rebel. Um, cultural icon for our community, uh, Greenberg, New York. And actually, you know what's so crazy? Even when I Googled him, I noticed, like, when it said where he was from, it said Greenberg, New York. When you Google a lot of these guys, it's some of the areas that y'all be putting down, where y'all from, is like, y'all lying on the application, man. Like, for him to actively claim where he's from, it, it meant a lot. But um, let's get right into it, Mike, man. Um, I know you personally for a long time. I studied the game tapes. I'm a student of history. Because um, how you going to know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? So guys like you, your brothers, and, 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 and you know, your whole <clears throat> circle, your chain, that energy definitely was felt by me coming up. And I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, where you from, man? From Greenberg, New York, man, Westchester. Big Greenberg. I'm a 914 representative. For sure. You know what I mean? I'm originally from the Hill. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Parkway Gardens. But, you know, I can't Not Oblock. Huh? Not Oblock. Not Oblock. Not but, but, you know, up on the Hill, right there on the corner of County Center in Jackson, mm -hmm. learning to run around at Travis Park, but... Mm. I can't find, I learned to hustle right there on the block, bro. Just like me. Because this is a big misconception. Like, one thing about us, like, as far as the block go, um, we, I just, it's a special sauce over there. I ain't gonna lie. Like, not being from over there and coming over there, you have some of the uh, the funnest times in your life. But also in our community, there's this stigma. Like, if you're not from the block, you don't got that sauce. And it's like, it's guys like you, guys like me that, show otherwise, because I done gave the block a lot of sauce, and I done got the, a lot of sauce from the block, so you, 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 it feel good to know like there's other guys like you that's not necessarily from the block, too, that that carried it like that. But um, you know the, the policy over here, nothing's normal. We don't like to get the book and go to page 50, even though, you know, I might be 50 years old. I am 50. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm straight Curtis Jackson, bro. Ooh, you look good, sad. too. I look good pause too. But, um, you know, how was life for you growing up as far as parents? Did you grow up in a two-parent household? Grew up in a two-parent household. Was amazing. I was blessed. My mother and father are Jamaicans. My mm. father's Jamaican-Cuban. Mm. Wow. Um, and and to be honest with you, I just found that out, you know, not too long ago. You know, my father was breaking it down to us and uh, how his father was a slave in the sugarcane fields in Cuba. Wow. During the rulings of Che Guevara and, and um, Fidel Castro. And he fled, 
you know, with two of his homies, of course, to Jamaica and met my grandmother. And that's how I'm here, you know, I have Cuba. But um, me, my brothers, and my sister, Paul, Greg, and Camille, we're first generation uh, for the family being born here in the States. Okay, that's tough. So, um, it starts with y'all. Yeah. So I was originally born, I was originally born in New Rochelle. Okay. And then uh, my parents took me to Jamaica when I was one. Uh, we came back to the States because they wanted to have my brothers, my Paul and Gregor twins, for those that probably don't even know that. Yeah. But um, they wanted to have my brothers here in the States. And then we went back to JA again and did a little time and then came back to the States. By the time we left New Rochelle and JA, then that's how I popped up in Greenberg. Was there any specific reason why they wanted to have them in the States? Was it, you know, the typical American dream story? You know, we, we want a better life. And, you know, it's an opportunity over here that, you know, may have not been in Jamaica at the time. Well, or them, maybe you don't know. You know? No, I, to be honest with you, I don't know specifically the deets. Mm-hmm. But from what I gathered, you know, from asking my parents, you know, what was going on during the times, it was, of course, it had a lot to do with the American dream because that's why they came to the States to begin with. And, um, you know, from there, they just, you know, wanted not to say a better life, but, you know, in a, a uh, kind of like a, I don't even want to say a better upbringing, but just, I right. guess, just following the, the book of right. the American dream pretty much, you know, because it was definitely... It's definitely hard times in JA still to this day. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, it is what it is. Right. Okay. Your parents, they still live in both? Well, I just recently lost my pops. Rest in peace, Mr. Barnett. April 1st was the first anniversary. My mom's is still around. Thank God. Bless her heart. And, uh, yeah, we we still here, bro. We're still getting off ground. I appreciate that. You know, um, rest in peace to your pops. Um, good man. Definitely seen him a lot in passing. Um, you get strong Jamaican descent. You get, like Jamaicans, you know, strong people. I know a lot of strong Jamaicans. So I heard you talk about some siblings there, the twins. You had a sister. How many siblings do you have just on the record? Well, I have three. I have Paul and Greg, which are the twins. Right. And Camille. And, you know, me, I'm the oldest. I was so right. Camille, Camille's the baby. Okay. Um, and... Big yeah. bro. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I try to be big bro, but now, you know, Paul and Greg, they they bigger than me, taller than me, so yeah. I call them, you know, my little big brothers. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And Paul, especially for me coming up, like, I got a lot of memories of Paul. Like, you know, me being young, I'm, I'm a few generations below, but I'm one of them guys, like, one of them teenagers in the area, like, I paid attention. I, I really studied the game tapes, and I remember these guys. Rest in peace to have Poe, the legendary dice games you guys used to have. And one thing I can say about you, yeah, you always showed us love. Yeah, AP. I remember all of these times with y'all just being on the block, different arguments y'all had, like watching, you know, the fly guys. You was fly even then, which was was late for me. It was late for you, but early for me. You know, the the, the leathers, the the, uh, rest in peace, Cousin Large, too. He had a leather coat that I remember. You know, y'all campaign was, was strong. Um, in our community, and, and we appreciate HR for that. Now, um, being from Greenberg, did you attend all of the like the Greenberg schools, public school, private school? <clears throat> yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I, I was a Highview kid. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah. I was a Highview kid. Then from Highview, um, to be honest with you, before I went to Bailey, I was at Mount Carmel. 
Okay, White but, Plains. Yeah. No, nah, right there in Ellsville. Oh, Ellsville. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, Main Street, Carmel, and um, that didn't last too long. Yeah, uh, that started in September, and I was actually back in my district right after the Christmas vacation. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it was like, uh, Mister Miss Barnett, y'all gotta come get this kid real quick. Yeah. So then that's when I went to Bailey, mm-hmm. and after Bailey, um, I went to Woodlands, and then after that. You know, life just started taking a different turn, and I started diff- uh, attending different high schools. I went to school in Hastings, Yonkers, um, Arsley, but I still, I was still, by God's grace, able to graduate on time. You know what I mean? Oh, that's the Woodlands with my class and everything. That was ninety. I was about to say we, I, we class at ninety. Wow. Absolutely, I was, I was one. Year. I was in. I wasn't even in Lois Bronze yet. I was, okay, I was on, on the summit. I was still, you know, in Pampers. But um, that's dope. Um, did you go to college? When you say you know life started hitting, you know, take us through some of them events. Like, did you go to college? Or? Well, yeah, I went to college. I went to Westchester Community College. I did um, I did a year and a half semester there. Right. The second half that I was there, I got right. into some trouble. Right. And you know that's when things started, you know, catching up to me between you know having one foot in the streets mm-hmm. and. One foot of trying to transition into still, you know, keeping my my, my head in the books. Of course. So I got into some trouble, caught a sale indictment, ended up I caught got 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 locked up and did some time in Valhalla. Yeah. And you know, I came home and once I came home, it was it was just a different it was just a different flow for me right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just kind of opened up my eyes. I think that was like the last time that actually made me changed my flow because prior to that it was it was yeah. a little bit of consistency of going in and out you know what I mean one thing I know about the Greenberg is the 90s was a wild era like just from what I heard like you know it was a lot of money being made a lot of lot of lot of, lot of activity going on and, and just you know to go through some of the names like such as yourself uh, you hear about that stories about guys named Barry um, rest in peace Cousin Lodge George Brown Vaughn Sean Sanders. Um, these are just some of the Greenberg guys. Rest in peace to AP. AP, rest in peace, AP. Liddell. Liddell. Uh, so you you would you would know more than me. I'm just going off the top of, you know, just my 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 recollection. But it was a lot going on in the town. And the nineties was one of them eras. I feel like y'all made it proud to be from the town. Like just to see you. Um a lot of those guys, but um, who was your circle? You know, coming up in Greenberg, who was your crew? This well, my crew for the town, right here. Well, well, my crew was changing as as you get mature, of course, you yeah. grow and you Absolutely. start to evolve. You know, originally my crew started on the hill. Like I said, I was originally from the hill, so you know, my crew on the hill was was like Dean Scott, Scott, um, Scott, Scott Johnson, mm-hmm. and you know, Liddell, me and Liddell was running heavy. That was, that was like my partner in crime right there, you know. Um, Junior, um, Albert Reed, you know what I mean? Webmark, like, you know, so I was still, you know, running with the official dishels yeah. from the beginning, you know. Yeah, and then, you know, after I started transitioning and going down to the block, it wasn't even, it, it wasn't even where I started hanging on the block because it's not even just the block. Manhattan Avenue and the center yeah. did a lot of great things for my life. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
my first introduction to hanging on a block is after school because I was I was playing basketball. I used to play Young Life. Okay. And we used to play ball for the center right. and football. But with basketball, it was it would have been hard for me to go home up on the hill. And then it was a lot to walk back down to the center after school. So my introduction to the block was Mike Dimbo. Ooh. I used to go to Mike Dimbo's crib. I used to be at the Dimbo's, yeah. you know what I'm saying, after school. Shout out to Mike, Lisa, Gina. You know what I'm saying? They 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 showed me love, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's why I started hanging out to, with Rob, with Mark Dean. Rest in peace to OG Rob. But, um, peace, Rob. but that was... That was my introduction to the block and hanging out with the Dimbos and me and Mike would walk down to the center, you know, when it's time for basketball practice. And then, uh, you know, after that, you know, growing up in school and Ivy, you know, I used to hang with Teron Lewis, Louie Lou yeah, and all that, yeah, yeah. you know, so, Manny, I don't know if anybody remember yeah, calls me His, his you know little brother is not one of my absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, So, you know, that, that was like my crew. Specialist. Yeah. That was, that was my crew coming up and, um, you know, later on, you know, I started hanging out with the TOs and the GLXs, yeah. the Glenny Smithsons and, Shout you know, AP and, you know, Smitty O, mm-hmm. you know, PD Rap, you know, and Hev. And, mm-hmm. Like, those those was our crew. And, and Vaughn, like, and, you know, there was a crew in the gay. I can't forget Nati. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, big, you know, our crew is GGML, Greenberg, Greenberg Girlie getting money making, you know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. So... Don't hurt so, nobody yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So that was the crew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but the crew wasn't just always about, you know, the hustling. Because I don't want people to think and mistake the word for hustling as just drugs. selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Hustling to me was just basically learning how to move in a room full of vultures at right. the time. You know what I'm saying? And whether it was being in any block at any time, whether we was going to Yonkers or Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. But... Being from Greenberg taught me the, the togetherness yeah, very, very, and, very and hold each other down. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it was really based upon coming from Greenberg and what I learned. And it was it was it was it wasn't just family values, but it was also about being raised by a village. Absolutely. So if the neighbor sees me acting up, they're gonna smack me in my head instead of just watching what's going on. But they'll also be quick to tell my moms and my pops what's going on. So a lot of times, like when, let's say, skating down at the center. I had that too back in your day? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Those clothes was nice. was epic. Friday nights and then sneaking into the adult sessions on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when things were starting to jump off, whether it was beef or different conflicts, somebody and God was making that call. Mm-hmm. To my moms and my yeah. parents to come down and get me for sure, and to try and you know as much as they could to save me from what was about to go down. Um, shout out to Tansi Hope. Tansi, I love Tansi. Used to be that's the homie. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. She used to be one of the main ones that used to actually call my pops and my parents to come and get me. And you know, sometimes I even still used to duck because even Mike Wash used to be like, "Yo." The, Blue van is outside, so that's when I knew to dip out the back door of the center and walk around the parking lot. Then try and get home before me catch me. Exactly. So yeah, man, that's that's what it was, man. The block, the center, learning how to play ball, learning how to play football, pop water. 
You know what I'm saying? Then thank God for Mr. Thompson for coming and bringing Young Life to Greenberg. Mr. Thompson's originally from Harlem. Um, you know, running around with Victor Bates and Jermaine Thompson. That was also part of my crew of coming up. Um, Mr. Thompson had this squad, Young Life, that he used to pretty much just gather all of the all of the cats that was even if you wasn't all the way nice right. or you was semi-nice and he saw something in you, you was getting in that burgundy station wagon. You was, he was taking us downtown to Harlem to start showing us all of these different basketball tournaments. Like we was doing Rucker Early and Millbank and Citywide and Boise Yesteryear and all these tournaments. So that was another way of how I started now learning the city mm. because in between our game time, we leaving the gyms or we going in to explore the streets of Harlem and, and all of that. But on another note, Paul and Greg and I and my sister, we came up going to church in Harlem. Right. Okay. So we was going to church on 48th between Amsterdam and Broadway. Right. So now we're not just also seeing Harlem from that perspective, but then now I got my god brothers and my cousins and all that. That's that church that's from the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Queens. So every weekend that we was growing up, our parents would have us spend a different weekend with one of our cousins. That's great. Actually thinking that they was keeping us out of trouble from being in Greenberg on the weekends, but we was actually learning another side of the streets, like right. being with our fans. So, you know, being in Queens and going to the Coliseum early and Jamaica Ave early and you know, being with my cousins in Eastchester and, you know, we go on the Gun Hill Road and Fordham and Grand Concourse and all that early. And, you know, it's just being with the fam in Brooklyn, whether it's Avenue H and Fulton, Flatbush Ave and Pink Housing yeah. and all that. So <laughs> we was learning the boroughs early. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, and that also came with our family being Jamaican because my mother actually came to the United States first. Before my father did. Okay. That when my mother came to the United States, her first place was in Harlem on 142nd off of Grand, um, between Broadway and Amsterdam. So Harlem was kind of already embedded in us, you know what I'm saying? So then when my pops came back over to the United States, then, you know, then they went to JA, got married, and then they came back to the States and then. Greg, um, that's how Mike B, Paul and Greg, Camille, that's you know what I'm saying? So that's how that flow came about. This, it, one thing I, I get from you, like, I, I'm big on energy and I'm big on insight and, and, and outlook. And to, like, moving around, because I'm somebody who lived in different places too, and you adapt a lot of skills that way. It's, it's dysfunctional as it may come off in our culture, like, oh, you're moving here, you're moving there. There's, 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 there's pros and cons to it. So I could say, because my next question, like Greenberg, this big misconception about people from Greenberg is they, they be feeling like, they'll see somebody like you, but no way he's from Greenberg. Like you don't carry yourself like this, the image that they have. What and who were some of your uh, prominent influences? Because like I said, I could even say like, you're not a typical Greenberg guy. Like you got a, 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 a different, it's a different seasoning. To your game, like to 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 your sauce that a lot of people don't have, and then I got a little bit of it too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, of course, you, you know. So, you know, they and I can obviously credit that to just different areas you, you see, and and it just shows you how to move, you know, a certain way. 
that, you know, just living in one area, you might not be able to uh, adapt. Because like Greenberg is, is comfort. Mm-hmm. Everybody know everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, everybody got a relative that knows somebody. So you don't, you don't really get a chance to, to, to adapt to different situations. Because I can honestly say like, as far as me, as far as my last name is Steels, you know, my mom and uncle, you know, they they from here, but like all my friends had like relatives that that was that was legends in the town already. So like it was always a time, and that's beautiful. That's a little such and such. That's whoop de whoop de whoop. Me, I had to kind of do that on my own, mm-hmm. and I kind of get that same thing for you. Like you, you made your own name. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody, you are a, a prom a prominent reason why the Barnett that name it means something. You know, wow. so I. Would like to know, you know, who influenced you and, and gave you some of your tools? Well, one of my main factors of an influence that really brought me outside, outside was right. Andre Gerard. Andre Gerard. Andre Gerard is one of the first people that literally started showing me style and mm-hmm. was the first to bring me downtown to like Delancey Street and actually go shopping in the city, right? you know, to get the goose bombers and, you know what I mean, the, the sheepskins and, and and show me that, that, that lifestyle. Um, but before Dre actually started showing me that, you know, growing up, the B-boys that I used to love to see was like the Dante Jacksons and the, right. and the, and the, and the, you know, Vaughn Cleveland and the Rick Shamleys and, and Apps and Mutz and Epps and, you know, all these all these cats was like, you know, Faz D, you know what I'm saying? Like like Damon Jones, like like a lot of these cats were like my B-boy, were like my fashion superheroes early. So watching them in school come through the hallways with the mean jean jackets and the dusty pumas and the Corey bees i can't forget the Corey bees oh, that came through with like the pink he dyed his pumas pink with the burgundy stripe with the burgundy fat laces and all of that and then you got like rick shamley who showed me my first pair of british you know what i'm saying baby blue british can't forget Jimmy Scott. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's all Jimmy Scott and, and and Dre was like the ones that really showed me, you know, like, like, yo, there's 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 more to it than just going shopping in the gallery per se. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or at the time it was like Gimbals and, and Macy's early and Lord and Taylor, but yeah, but but you know, Dre, yeah. I'll say like Dre, Jimmy Scott. You know, and these other B-boys that I was naming, you know, Sammy Phillips and all of them, like, you know what I mean? Were the ones that was really showing me, you know, what it is. And it wasn't even that they were showing me. And the Chris Woodleys, like, coming through. It was just, it was different because it was also during that combustion of what was blowing with the culture of hip-hop that was coming. So at the same time, as the culture of hip hop was growing, the fashion side of style and b-boyism and the fly girls and all of that, the asymmetrical cuts with the honeys and the bamboo earrings and all that, that started coming about. So it's like back then, the crunchy leaves with the permanent crease. That's why to this day I got the permanent crease in my joints. You know what I'm saying? 
So that come from the crunchy leaves and the, the Taylor jeans and the and the the Sassoons and the and the Jordash early. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm dizzy, the, the mock necks, the Chinese mock necks, the 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 Levi jean jackets with the graffiti piece on the back of the jacket and all of that. Yeah. So like all of that was part of your ensemble yeah. with the gazelles and your frames and then your Kengo hat tilted to the side. That was that was your B-boy flow, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so back then, as I start seeing the individuality of everybody's style, it was almost a disrespect for you to actually come outside and jack somebody else's style. We call that biting. Yeah. You, back in the days, you might get smacked upside your head because you bit somebody's style because that person put thought into that yeah. look. Right. So when you come to school and you busting that look that first week of school, because you know that first week of school, exactly. first, first day, day of school, that's easy. Like, you know, it's, yeah. you getting your stamp of approval. For sure. And then you might come back after that Christmas vacation ready to, yeah. you know, hit them again. So, you know, it's like, and I and I mentioned that because today's fashion, it's like the style of fashion is like a zombie apocalypse right now. What's going on to where everybody's like literally looking like each other. Yeah. So back then, everybody wanted to look like the street hustlers. Right. Even the athletes to the music artists. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Well, but now it's seemed like it's flip-flop yeah. to where the street dudes want to look like yeah. the artists Absolutely. and rappers and yeah. boom, boom, boom. So, so as I got older, you know what I'm saying, and started, you know, developing my style and, you know, I, I, I got with this crew. It was me, Marco, Mark Oliver, Toiloy, my cousin Toy, and, and the gang. We had a crew. And Mike Wash was down with us, too. And Glennie was down with us, too. We had a crew. It was called Rockefeller. But it was long before was there was even... Y'all grow, grow. Yeah, Y'all like, close this age. Yeah, we we, talking, like, we yeah. talking like, <laughs> we talking like maybe 90, 91, 92. Oh, damn. Jay-Z was a bossy. Yeah, so so our crew was Rockefeller crew, everybody in the crew. Me and Mark, we had the Beamers. Mark had the 2002 series. I had the 320i Canary Yellow joint. Then it started turning into the V-Dub crew because everybody in the crew had Volkswagens, like Jettas and all that. That was yeah, like a flow. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, um, you know, before I go any further, I got to shout one more person out that was like a heavy influence. But we're going to get to that too. Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie Archer. All right. Ronnie and a Archer. lot of folks, rest, yeah, in peace. rest in peace. A lot of po- folks don't even speak about biz. Yeah. Ronnie Archer was our first biz. You know what I'm saying? Really? So, yeah. So, you know, Ronnie had his style. Ronnie was like the photographer, but Ronnie uh, was, to me, probably one of the first to leave Greenberg and jump into this industry thing. So I don't want to get into that yet Absolutely. until you're ready to go of into course. That, Absolutely. that element of the joint. But yeah, man. Th- this is what Nuff is Normal is about because um, these are some of my legends, man. And they some of everybody's legends. And, and, and I speak for the, for the, for the you know, it's, it's, it's an honor to even be able to get a mic B. Like, this could easily uh, run somebody's tab, you know, a few grand, like, when you really <laughs> read his, his campaign. The fact that he's sitting next to me and stopping, he's naming, you know, me, fat. I'm just, as long as I match, I'm cool. I'm walking out the crib. 
He was just, I felt like I was at a Japanese restaurant. He's like this. I thought I was on the phone with the people at, 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 at Great Wall. That just goes to show you how extensive his catalog is. And, and one thing I wanted to ask you before we move forward, um, you know, what's your, you said you grew up in, in a church. And, Absolutely. and I get a, a sense of a confidence that comes from you and, and, and I can, I, no freaky, I can feel it. Like you, 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 I, cause I grew up in church too. That's what a lot of people don't know. And I've just felt like it's faith. It, yeah. See, so now when it comes to that, often I feel like when it comes to religion and I don't like diving in religion um, too much as far as a higher power, I feel like our faith is our ability, our, the energy we put into, I feel like a, a huge part of our faith has to do with what we put into the universe. So I feel like a lot of times with people, you know, they'll, we'll call, we'll hide every good thing. I'm not going to say hi, I'm trying to choose my words wisely here when it comes to the, to, to the whole high empowered thing. Sometimes I feel like blessings in the devil will, will hide behind those two uh, phrases. Like everything good that happens to us We'll call it blessing, which I believe so. And then everything negative happens to us. We'll, 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 we'll label that as the devil. And I feel like our energy, I feel like is we get receipts for the energy that we put out there. So if you put good energy out there, good things happen. Sometimes, you know, the things that we might label the devil is, is our karma. So I'm just sitting there listening to you that, as far as, you know, the confidence and, and the strong. And then I know backstories too, like things that, about people that they probably didn't even know I was paying attention to. You, 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 you're a role model, man. Like I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, it's really, I'm surprised we're going to edit a lot of this out too. Cause I'm getting like, I'm getting emotional a little bit. Cause like in life, Everybody I was around was a basketball player. So like Ice, my, his, his favorite player was AI. Tail's favorite player was Jordan, of course, which ended up being- Don't edit none of this out. Ended up being LeBron. I feel like for me, you know, a goal of mine is to eventually one day be styled by you. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's a that's, that's on my that's on my coming from balling. That's easier. But you, you know what it is? It's, it's it, of course it's a layup just off the love. But I want it to be a layup off, off the work. You know what I'm saying? So this starts right here. You know, not to get sidetracked, but I just I had to let you know that before I all the way You're building on report. Yeah. So that that means a lot. Like this is a landmark for me. Mm-hmm. We talk about the podcast. Like this is major. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, moving forward. Faith. Um, what was that pivotal moment for you? Because, like you said, you had the one foot in, one foot out. That let you know I'm gonna start my own, you know, line of fashion. Because I feel like you got your own genre. When I look at the catalog, Bogart, it's it don't look it look it doesn't look like anything that I ever seen. So, what for you kicked that off? Well, to be honest with you, I never saw myself as like one to have an actual collection, like mm-hmm. a clothing company, a oh. clothing line, right? Um, the line, the the brand itself was just something that was always in the making from when I was an intern at Bad Boy. Yeah, we didn't even get to it. Okay. So 
Pardon me. So, you know, from the time of June Balloon and my man Shanna Butcher calling me Bogart. Okay. Because they felt like, you know, when I first came to Bad Boy, I was wearing so much low, they thought I was from Brooklyn. Right. So, but once they started to know I was from Greenberg, it's like, they was like, yo, pretty much you, for you to come into this industry, you're going to have to bogart your way. Like, yeah. nobody yeah. knows right. nothing really about Greenberg. Like, no nobody, references. I mean, you have references. You had Atlantic Star from Greenberg, but nobody really, you know, you Google Atlantic Star. It says White Plains. Right. So, of course. But Ronnie Archer, to me, that's why I say he was probably the first to, to, to uh, solidify and, and certify Greenberg as a stamp, as a somebody in the industry being from Greenberg. For those who don't know Ronnie Archer, who is Ronnie Archer? As far as you said, because Ronnie Archer is probably two upperclassmen to me. Okay, he's yeah, and he's 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 Mike Washington and Vaughn and and um, Andre Gerard's class. Like, you was know he an saying? artist? Like, mm -hmm. what did he do? Okay. He was a photographer. Okay, well, that's he what was, I wanted. He was yeah. always he was into photography. Okay. Right. Ronnie was. He always had his cameras. That was his gun. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He was always shooting. Right. So Ronnie was also working down at the center too okay. as well. Yeah. But he was a photographer for the center. Right. So back in the days when you walk into the center, you got that hallway. It's always the Lewis. The Wall of Fame. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? But Ronnie was working with Stephen Lewis. Okay. Stephen Lewis was the OG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he had the black room, the dark room, where you get the film developed. But Ronnie was not only... He started off as the lifeguard. He was also a lifeguard, lifeguard. at the pool. And then um, and then he was like, you know, dipping and dabbing into the whole photography thing. The photography thing, I think I forgot what college he went to, but then the photography thing really started to take him places. Oh, so he was serious. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, shout out to Ronnie. So Ronnie later on leaving Greenberg, Ronnie became an executive at Sony Music. So a lot of folks don't know, Ronnie Archer was behind a lot of the projects with Nas and the Fugees and so on and so forth. Like so, and and this is early. Is this out there? Because this this like you said, I mean, should def this should definitely be. A, I mean, it should be out there. But this is sure. this, this is definitely long before social media, right? You know what I mean? And um, you know, and and George Brown's Anita's Anita Brown, she was in the industry as well too and jennifer perry and gwen niles they were all in the in the industry early so so but but ronnie was somebody that that i noticed because he was one of my ogs that i was always watching as far as with his style and the cars and his crew you know what i'm saying with jomel clark and peewee and ds and dm you know what I'm saying? So, so the Green Hills. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of them in yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. so shout out to those, um, to that crew, yeah. and um, you know Louis, Louis Defense, and all of that. Like that was that was and the D Van Divers, Dave Van Divers. Yeah. Like those, those was like Ronnie's crew okay. and Troy Johnson and Aflo and Nubio and all of that. Yeah. So, but watching Ronnie's move, you know. From Greenberg to going to the HSBCUs and that whole college flow, um, and then going transitioning into the industry was something that always intrigued me. Um, before I got into the industry, 
you know, I was rapping. I was actually oh, really? rapping. I didn't yeah. know that. I so don't think my viewers did yeah, that yeah, either. Yeah. So we had a crew. <laughs> Who's your rap name? My crew, my rap name was Juicehead. Juicehead. Yeah, Juicehead, because... I'm glad you started that fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, but I was nice. Juicehead. Yeah, because I used to, we used to open up. So my crew, my rap crew was Mad Chemistry. It was Rick to Haiti, Talib. Um, Large, Cousin Large. You was rapping too? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Um, XL, his name was XL the villain. That's all. Then you had Glenny Smith, who was GLX. The Gay Towns was Nati, yeah. and and I was Juicehead, and and we had um um my man Bert Stewart. Bert was and Bert and and Talib was like a duo. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we had our crew. We was traveling. We yeah, was opening up and doing shows for like for uh, Tribe Called Quest, Most Deaf. And all really? that, like early, yeah, absolutely. But you know, after a while, it started getting frustrating, frustrating for all of us. Yeah. And you know, we we were definitely, you know, seeing productions by like Terminator X. I'm going to Long Island, and I'm in Terminator X's crib, and Chris Woodley is taking us to his um his brother's crib out in Queens. So we're 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 moving around the circle. Rest in peace, Pabon. And he was like one of our first manager and Peter Paul. Um, shout out to Pete yeah. and John Hoffman. But they was moving us in the circle. We was doing shows for Lyricist Lounge and all of that. Ooh, that's crazy. So, so we had a demo, one of our joints. Um, we did a promo for Fun Master Flex one time, me and the gay, which was dope. That's hard. So, yeah, um, so we was always, you know moving around because we we were trying to figure it out and and you know it it wasn't that we wanted to be somebody because we was always somebody yeah, you yeah. understand what i'm saying yeah. we was just trying to figure out like how we gonna get rich try, right get to the how bag get, yeah, you know let's cut saying? it out but at, but not only going. just get to the bag but get to the bag doing something that we loved of course you know, and we enjoy right. because we all had jobs. We all was doing UPS and yeah. sanitation and all of that. Like, you know, so I yeah. did all of that. Yeah, you, you know, working down at the center and 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 you know, UPS, but but you know, it was it was just I don't know what happened. After I got locked in, came home, started writing rhymes, then all of a sudden I started hanging out with with my man Groovy Lou and Groove brought me down. Groove brought me down to Bad Boy, which was on 19th Street. Right. And I started running with Groove. And Groove at the time was the in-house stylist for the first generation of Bad Boy. Which is, which is big. And Mace, LOX. 112. 112. Yeah. You know, so, so that was like my introduction into doing fashion in the industry. Okay. And being an assistant to the stylist. But at the same time, as I was Groove's assistant, I was still dab, dip dabbing in promotions. And I was with the Harv Pierre's and the Mel Smiths and the June Balloons and the Shans. But then I was also um, dipping and dabbing in the management side and the general manager side of Kurt Burrow's office. And then I finally became an, a, an intern to Leote Blacknor. Now, Leote was Puff's executive assistant. Okay. So... Between being Leote's executive assistant, assisting Groove with the styling for the videos and the photo shoots, yeah. I was still having my foot in the streets, doing my one-two, at the same time working part-time at sanitation, 
or carrying it over to work in the graveyard shift at UPS. So I'm doing all of this at the same time, son. No kids, so bro. Nah, no kids. Yeah. I mean, no kids. Yeah. Um, soon come, no. God bless. But um, but during those early times, you know, it was it was it was the flow was, was crazy. On. Like, what the it was crazy. Yeah. So so there came a point where you know I had to try and figure this out. Right. And the deeper that I got into, you know, wanting to be in the industry and focus on you know, being this cat that was at Bad Boy Entertainment, which was like my school, which was like, you know, I'm I'm attending the University of Bad Boy Entertainment, yeah. taking all these different classes, but yet I was roaming the halls with the principal at the time, which was the hottest cat, which was Puff. You understand what I'm saying? So how I became Puff's actual liaison and being his personal assistant. During this time, you know, as an intern, it was hard, me and my knees, because it was, it was the, it was, you weren't on salary. Right. So as an intern, you'd be lucky to get like $5 and two tokens a day, right? But when I came to Bad Boy, I was already popping. I had the cell phones, the mobile yeah. phones, the Beamer, the Jetta. Came to the table. Low the table. down, yeah. all yeah. crazy. Yeah. Still fly with it. But, but, but as I started wanting to get more and more into this, because you can't balance the two in life. You're, not. you're either going to commit to the streets or you're going to commit to whatever mm-hmm. that trade of art, of, of what you wanted right. to do yeah. to change your career and make it positive. Sure. So... I was hustling cell phones. I was so I had the chronic to you know the execs and all of that. I did an introduction between my credit card guy and the mobile flip guy. Built that marriage. Now I'm selling burners to all the executives and boom, boom, boom. Puff used to buy like three, four phones for me a week, but they was burners, so they wouldn't last. So I told Groove, I said, Yo, Groove. Tell your man, I'll give him three, four phones a week if he just let me get next to him. Yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there was my first time trying to create. That was like actually my 17th, 21st time trying to create my own opportunity. Yeah. So from there, I started getting off these phones, started becoming his assistant. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. You know what I'm saying? Trust is big. Um, I don't even know if I answered your question. Now you answered it. About, you sure I, didn't know, I never wanted. I, I, I never wanted to do a clothing line. Okay. And I think your question was: Is how to do a lot sure. of that? So if I get long winded, it's 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 a lot that I I have to explain before yeah, we actually talk. get absolutely to the bottom of yeah. that answer. Absolutely. So so me learning styling yeah. and running around with groove helped me and at the same time being Puff's assistant helped me learn how to move around in the industry. And opportunity is opportunity. Opportunity is opportunity. It's not about uh, people get too wrapped up in in lifelong dreams. Opportunity is that's how I'm sitting here right now. I never had a dream when I was a kid. I had a dream catcher when I was a kid too. I said, you know, I want to be a podcaster. No, that door was opened up for me by somebody else. That's an opportunity. You know, sometimes we get too wrapped up in, 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 in money and, and thinking, 
if a person don't give us money, a person don't love us. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the little things like somebody like you. You from Greenberg, I'm from Greenberg. The odds is on Greenberg. Right now, back then, the ones who came before me, those who's here now, you know, that alone, I'm grateful for that. So I, I just simplify, you know, my happiness. And so, like you said, you never had uh, a dream, just astronomical goal. It wasn't like you were sneaking in, in your pop's closet, right, trying right. on his blazers. Oh, like, I was I'm, definitely doing that. I'm pretty sure you was doing it. I was it, stealing but, his colognes, the Pierre Carvin, <laughs> and all of that. But I'm saying, like, that wasn't your dream. Like, I'm going to just, I'm going to be a stylist. You saw an opportunity. Right. That's what comes back to, like you said, you got that hustler's mindset. It's yeah. a mindset. It's, yeah. in, it's in your yeah. blood. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm here interning. How do I get there? And a lot of people don't have the ability to, 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 to do that. Okay, so so that's great. So what year was this when you started running around officially? What's this is like when it went from ah right, you gonna go get the coffee to let me holler at you, let me build with you. Um, this was about nine five nine so six. This is early, yeah, okay. Yeah, this five, you pulled up in the beginning. Yeah, early, and um, that's love. Excuse me, and um, big, you know, just big was popping. Yeah, um, and uh, excuse me. And at that time, I just saw myself as like the fly on the wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was just, my thing was to just basically steal as much information as possible because like I said, that was my school. I was, I was attending the University of Bad Boy Entertainment and I was a student taking all these different classes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was also important for me to learn marketing because whatever you do, even if while you're building a brand, or whatever you're promoting or whatever you're selling, at the end of the day, everything always falls back to marketing. Of course. Right? So it wasn't just learning, you know, um, to run and get the coffee or wash the coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I know what you're I know, saying. You know what no, I mean. no, 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 no. I'm saying. Oh, I know you, you just mean. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. You, you better what look what it led to. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed washing the cars and all of that because, sure. because there was a point where I wasn't getting any money. Now, I, I completely fell off, like, right? So it went from times where, yo, Kevin Edgar would give me a ride downtown to, to the office. Man. Vincent Taylor, Jay Taylor, give yeah. me a ride to the office. Mike yeah. Washington, give me a sure. ride. Troy Johnson. But after a while, I couldn't keep asking them mm -hmm. to take me downtown. Of course. You understand what I'm saying? Because after a while, while they leave the car park, they getting tickets and piling up and all of that. So after a, after a while, bro, your man started hopping cabs to White Plains train station, timing my flow. To making sure that when the train is actually coming, by the time the cab drops me off, all I'm doing is running up the steps, jumping on the train, and hiding in the bathroom until I get to 125 or Grand Central, depending on if I got caught or not. If I got caught, then I'd argue my way over the train. You got caught? Plenty of times. I had to argue, but I had to make sure it was the express. So that way I'd get off. If I got caught, it was 125 I got yeah. caught at. And I'd argue my way off the train, run down the block, hop the turnstile for the 456 to get down to 19th Street. You understand what I'm saying? So we yeah. don't see that, like, you know, or like you said, do with social media. We don't get a chance to see those trials and, and, and tribulations. It's, it's wow. That's, yeah. So that's after a while, it turned into, okay, Groove got the expedition. Now, you know, we ride downtown with Groove. 
you know, and, and I'm becoming, I'm Groove's driver now, yeah. but at the same time, I'm still Puff's assistant because that's my ride downtown. So now it made my my, my train ride even easier now. Now I can just hop the train to Mount Vernon now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then catch the ride with Groove and go downtown. So, so it was, this it was, school. Yeah, so, don't learn this in college. But it started getting crazy because as I became Puff's assistant, Puff's liaison, if I was working late with him in the studio till four or five in the morning, you already know you're missing that last train from Grand Central to go back up to Westchester, which was 1.30 at night. So a lot of times after we leave the studio and dropping Puff home, Puff would be like, I right, just put the car in the garage. Yo, son, drop Puff off. I go around the corner, past the garage. See ya. To the FDR, straight to Greenberg. <laughs> you know what I'm He's Joey riding puff car. That's and, tough. And, and I used to pull up on the block with the black 500 sedan or the silver 500 drop. You know That's what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and just cool out with the homies at the same time. But then I gotta get back to the crib. I gotta get my sleep. About the same. And, and then by then I still gotta make it back downtown in time early enough to put the car in the garage to be back in front of his crib by 7 8 o'clock to get him up in the morning to start over. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, that was my flow early life. You know what I'm saying? You said something that stuck out to me as far as um you was you as far as Diddy and you being excited to watch the car and do these and I'm I'm hearing you and I'm just seeing the elevation you went from. I used to hear it from the homies too. Like, I mean, yo, but listen, yo, you sucker. That's going like, yo, of you course, sucker for yeah. Greenberg. Like, I used to of hear it. Of course, you gonna hear it, bro. but I, I knew what it was. I had my tunnel vision, yeah. son, and I was focused, and I was like, okay, it's, it's something going to fall off the back of the truck. You with, know what I'm saying? With success is is the worst thing for me. Thanks, I, that's the fashion in them right there. One thing that people don't document. Cause like like I, me and Nick spoke on this. Success means different things to different people. Right now, speaking on like your success, I can you you're a successful stylist on on top of many things. But right now, we're talking about um you know I yeah didn't even reach my success. I didn't even crack the surface yet, bro. Well, from the lens that I'm coming from, you cr- you cracked the pot of bro. I appreciate you know. That. Well, Thank so you. with that being said, I mean one thing I feel like a lot of people in your shoes don't document. Uh, you know, the downsides of uh, having a successful business. Because, uh, you know, we see the cars, we see the watches, we see the vacations, you know, we see the, you know. But uh, nobody documents the struggle. Right. So now guys like us who follow them, oh, yeah, I suppose that's, I'm listening to you talk about um, just, you know, migrating and your stories sound a lot like mine. I might have been able to skip some of those steps had I had this detailed conversation with you earlier. So I feel like, you know, guys in your shoes or even, you know, other guys that we know personally, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like the world takes trial and tribulation as if like weakness. And I feel like some things in it is, are inevitable. We, we human. So we have emotion. We got, we need to know, you know, what's the downside about a viral clip going on, viral uh, suit going on the gram and, you know, the, the miscellaneous phone calls you start getting, like you said, losing loved ones, because I feel like the, the higher your focus get, if everybody around you don't grow the same way, some people get left. And that's not easy to deal with when you feel like a person is supposed to be right there. And that's just one thing I feel like that 
you know, it's, it's hard to deal with. Um, some harder than others. So it's like, what's some of the downsides, you know, before we move forward with, you know, the the, the, the different things that we got going on? What are some of the downsides to, uh, well, on your journey that you realized the higher you made it, what, what were some, some burdens? I mean, well, first of all, for me, what I've learned, there is no story without the struggle. Yeah, absolutely. You understand? The downsides of it. And some solutions, too, because we're not just about the problem. We, we the problem and the solution. Like, what do you, so everything's there. What's your therapy? Like, you know, what's your, I don't like this, dealing with different people. Also, for me, you know, uh, civilizing, you know, in the street, somebody, you know, you got a disagreement, y'all can always take that walk. It's a different when somebody ordered X amount of suits and only pay you for half. You can't just go down there with the, you know what I mean? With the, you understand well, me? And, is that it's not death row. It's well, what it was is that what what changed my my flow up was that I found myself whether if it was hanging with certain cats or being in certain environments or whatever the case may be, life is like the, the top of a soda can. You know that groove. Right? Some people get stuck in that groove. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you don't get focused enough, you're not able to break away off of that groove. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I had to find a way to break out of that groove. And to break out of it, I just started focusing more on just being downtown. And, mm-hmm. Getting away. and there was a time where, yo, Bro, I wasn't coming home. Puff ain't no, I would say about maybe four or five months went by before before Puff even figured out that I was living with him. You understand what I'm saying? Wow. It just didn't make sense for me to just keep going uptown yeah. and come back down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I had to figure it out. You know, I had to get the bread right. And, you know, this time where one time he came downstairs in the middle of the night, he was like, Yo, son, what are you doing? Here? And I was like, I'm oh, ready for work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've been here for a minute, but you know, you got a 7:30 tomorrow morning. You know what I'm saying? It didn't make sense for me to go home. So, you know, it just and then what was so the beautiful, the beautiness of it is that as I'm working, I'm building these relationships with cool. these other clothing companies, these yeah. other brands. So I'm able to get pieces and garments from each of them. So it it made it easy for me to take a shower at Puff's crib and Mm -hmm. get dressed because I just caught this jacket or these jeans from whether it's Mecca or Nietzsche or Maurice Malone. And you know what I'm saying? I was able to start just triple five soul. And I started, you know, PMD. I just started putting my looks together. You know what I'm saying? Because... Bro, I wasn't able to really do shopping that, like that at that time. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and then it also came with certain pieces that are falling off the truck, the back of the truck when I'm doing photo shoots with, with Groove and stuff like that. Sometimes some brands are sent some stuff and it wouldn't fit the artist or whatever the case may be. Groove would be like, yo, son, can you fit that? I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I'm going to make it fit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, this is my look for Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, like, you know what I'm saying? Friday or whatever the case may be. So, but, you did the, that. but the, the, 
I don't know if that was like a downside because I never looked at it. I, I never saw it as a downside. Which is great. The only downside that I probably saw was the rhetoric. What's the rhetoric? What's rhetoric meaning now? Oh, Alex. Disrespect. Like, <laughs> like I know what the content, I know how to use the word. But maybe I that's I not the word. You know rhetoric, I don't want to get into using yeah, words yeah, yeah, yeah. that... That I yeah. don't know the meaning. Of, I know what thought. Yeah. That's what it meant. It sounded like it worked. I didn't. I didn't. There was a time of when I was hearing what I was hearing about me from the hood yeah. because they wasn't understanding what was going on. Of course, most don't. So I, I. So I think that was like a downside. But at the same time, like I said, I didn't see it as a downside because I saw it as fuel. And at the end of the day, that's perfect. And it would get me. Upset because yeah, right. I couldn't believe, like, man, these like, like my homies, like, like, like y'all bugging, like, y'all see what like, I'm trying Felicia to do. Alicia from Friday or you something, y'all see the vision. If a party's going on, y'all know I'm inviting y'all, we getting in and we rocking, like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just, after a while, I just, I couldn't dwell on that. I just yeah. had to stay focused and use that as fuel and a new battery in my back and just, Go even harder to the basket. You know what I mean? That'll make people not even want to even come back. But see, I didn't want to, I didn't, I couldn't do that. And I I could, just the fact, when I read the bio, it it let me know everything. That that is not me as a person. Because I could never forget not only where I came from, but the folks that I learned from. You understand what I'm saying? So it was like, I didn't, I didn't owe anybody anything. You understand what I'm saying? But I sometimes felt like I had, I had a, um, I had a mission to not only show that, yo, this is where I'm from, and y'all gonna get to know where I'm from. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm still gonna be able to. You got cats that get blow up and boom, 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 and they can't even come back to their hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that was important for me because I always felt like if I can't come and just chill and sit on the block and just relax and still kick it with Spanx and, Mm -hmm. you know, till dog and rest in peace, crack a jack and all of that, like, if I couldn't do that, you understand what I'm saying? Then it really meant nothing to me. And it was it was, it was it would hurt actually. Of course it does. But sometimes there is a downfall because I guess for certain people, certain predicaments, trying to keep it real. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Depending on who you are and how you handle it, it doesn't always turn out the way that you want. Yeah. And then it turns into they're bringing you down. They help you crash. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So again. I, I, I had to stay focused, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And at the same time, show my love. Of course. Give my daps and my pounds and my hugs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, still do what I had to do for the hood. Like, it's, if even if it's doing a back to school down at the center right. and bringing S&S up there and yeah. 106 in the park S&S. and giving out free gear or doing a celebrity basketball tournament and, I mean, celebrity game up at the college. Westchester, and, that was y'all? Yeah. Well, well Kev, I remember that. Kev did it one year. That was 09. Kev, I don't remember. They did it I, a I couple times, actually. Kev did it a, few, a couple times. Yeah. And I did it one year. You know what I'm saying? But it felt good for me because my give back was whatever bread I made, 
I gave a percentage to the athletic department for their jerseys to oh, get wow. them new units. Yeah. Okay. But then I also gave another percentage to the fashion department and sent them to the factories mm-hmm. of Ferragamo in Italy. Yeah. You understand what I'm fashion saying? Fashion Godfather stuff. So what's so crazy is just recently I bumped into Isaiah Thomas. That's crazy. Okay? Yeah. Legend. The class that I sent that I helped, I'm not gonna say I sent them, of course. the class that I helped to send them to Italy, excuse me, his daughter was in that class, That's was in that fashion That's class. Reach. And he said to me, he went on that trip with his kids, you know what I'm saying, with his daughter and all of that, to you know help be a chaperone or whatever and all that. So, and the first thing he said to me, I was like, hey, sir, you know, it's an honor me, boom, boom, boom. He was like, he was like, what's your name? I was like, Mike B. He was like, he's like, why is that something? Mike B is a brand in itself. Yeah, he's like, why is that something for me? I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know, but we met before through my professor at Westchester Community College, my fashion, my fashion professor. He was like, he was like, wait a minute, the trip to Italy. I was like, oh, that's where y'all went? That's where they went to the Ferragamo factories in Italy. So, so they was like, so he said. He said, man, let me tell you something. You may not know this, but that was one of the most incredible things that you could have done for my daughter. That's what we, that's what it counts. And, and, and that, it, it hit different. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because I never, like, once I did that, because I didn't even go on a trip. Right. I wasn't even going to the school. I used to go to Westchester. Yeah. You understand so, what I'm saying? Oh. So that's why it made it easy for me. And I played ball for them too, so it made it easy for me to do what I had to do for them. But for him to say that, like a few months ago, yeah. and me not even knowing what came of that trip, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It hit different, bro. Yeah. It's 2023, That's and your man hit me with that like at like two, it's three months ago. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, so for him to remember that and to even say for what I was able to do to make an impact. So it's like this, man. I try to be as selfless as possible, right? But from what I learned, the most selfish thing that you could do is give back as much as you can. You understand what I'm saying? So that's always been my mission. That's always been my plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and at, like you said, earlier you were saying, you know, um, you was tapping into, you know, the spirituality and the religion. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I grew up in the church. And and my the person who I worship is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's my most high. You know what I'm saying? And that is my faith. That's how I learned to walk by faith and not by sight. Because at the end of the day, if you got faith, there is no room for luck. Yeah, nah. You understand what I'm saying? So, so that's my faith in itself. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm Jamaican. So, yes, I know a little bit. I know a lot about the Rastafarian life. Oh, for sure. That's actually sometimes how I try and live my life yeah. accordingly. You know, know what I'm saying? Rastafarians too. But at the same time, I also have wisdom in Muslim being a Muslim as well. Right. At the same time, I have mentors that are that are Israeli Jews, Jewish. You understand what I'm saying? So, so I learned, I learned all of that because at the end of the day, it's it's like 
no information is never enough to receive. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah, you definitely answered. You answered the question and more. One thing, you're very, very detailed and very passionate when you talk. So, this is the type of dialogue I was looking I was looking for from you. And this is going just how I thought it would go from the outside. Because you can have your opinion. And I got my eyes. I like, I like my eyes. Like, I can really... I, my, my my character judgment is Your very third eye is yeah, very wide open. It's very, and that's so, what it is. That's this, what it's this about. Is, this is exactly uh, what it was, and what I summarize from you know, as far as your path with Puff, we don't call it like your path to Puff. We, in society, they did we did we often confuse being used and use it with leeching. Everybody is meant to be used. If you, you can't, can't be used, used you're useless. You say it again. You can't bro, bro. even. So you know I mean? when 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 often because we in a society now too, especially you know, black people, we don't like giving people their credit. So I know a lot of things that started with certain guys, but for some reason, like you know, our peers or counterparts or whoever don't like giving us the credit, as if there's something wrong with taking something from somebody else. Me personally, I don't chill with flunkies. I don't be with um, losers, people who I can't gain anything from. And it don't matter who you hang out with. Yeah, it's not always just money. People be wondering why people reach for different people. People play different parts in people's lives. So I got a friend who I call when, you know, if, and I'm not really big on venting. But like I got, I got people around me that for different purposes gotta listen to you. Absolutely, and, 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 and they're gonna keep it all the way rather, funky. It's about three of them, rather than judging you. Right. So I, I just say that to say, don't be afraid to give people their credit, man. Like it's you're not wrong for whether age is overrated. It's not age is just it's just time spent. It's all about oh, what absolutely. you what you do in that time. So I don't. Take nothing away from nobody, younger, older, on the block. It's easy for me to uh, give credit to different guys, whether it was, I met them on the block. At a point, some of these guys was everything to me. Now, I'm, I'm over here now, so, you know, life is pulling us apart naturally. But I'm a, now I never forget, you know, nobody's role, you know, in my life because all the people I'm around is the guys, man. If some category, they the leading scorer. And I take pride in that. I don't chill with people who, who, who just lame, so. You know, we got to stop. We got to get out of that. You know, know I, was told? I was taught that you ever walk into a room and if you're the smartest person in the room, that's the wrong room. You're yeah. in the wrong room. And I always say, if you are in that room, do them a service and teach. You know what I'm saying? That part. Before I leave, you know, I'm a guy, but you can't give it to everybody because everybody don't want it. Yeah. And then Mike said something that was important. Um, I, I've been living by this. You can't, we in a, you can't take everything personal. It's a difference between somebody's overall personality versus when they do something specifically to you. So what I mean by that is there's some people, they just are a certain way with everybody. So if I love you, I'm going to try to minimize the ways you can hurt me. I might know you got a big mouth. I just won't tell you nothing significant. If once I decide to do that, knowing your personnel or knowing your character, or I'm you, a fool. Or you can use that person as free marketing and free promotion. That's too. Too. You got to find a way to use it. Everybody's meant to be used. It's chess. Yeah. What you want to get out there, you already know who to go to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So now you, you're an asset. Because mm-hmm. also, too, a big misconception with us, too, is 
Uh, a person might be an asset as a homeboy or in the street, but in business, you're a liability. Uh, if if you're known for fucking up, you know, uh, five packs, five grams, and, and, or you fucking up measly half ounces of bud, <laughs> God forbid, you know, I put all this work in. I'm not going to let you play demolition, man, because business-wise, you haven't shown that, you know, on no level. So don't think just because... And I, that's what keeps me grounded with. I know a lot of successful people, uh, people what we deem as success. I know a lot of those guys. I don't take anything personal of what a person might feel like a person should do because I got I sit down, you break shit down. A person, there's a lot of people who have done more for me than I have for them. Whether it's big, small, tall, wide, why would I feel that way? Know who you're talking to. You know, somebody else's outlook. It, it, it doesn't mean that that's just what it is. Don't be entitled to anything. And I have to show that. I showed I'm an asset in the street. I got to spend just as much time showing I'm an asset over here now. Moving forward. You know, you, that's that's for me. Uh, when you said selfless, you, it's not. You got to be selfish, especially we in the society now. Peace is hard to find. And peace, well, not for me. I'm speaking like, you know, just for the masses, you know, you, you start simplifying uh, your happiness. You know, I, I went through a situation three years ago that had me, I lost everything that was normal to me. So me personally, every time I do something as simple as taking piss, I'm I'm excited. Because at the time I couldn't do it. Just grateful. Jumped on the highway, first time driving a car, get on the spring. That's my favorite highway now. Yeah, I start finding little things to, to be happy about Whereas though I'm not focused on damn not where I want to be in life. All right, when I go upstairs, I see my son. You're, you're appreciating life. Oh, absolutely. And I wasn't always like that. You're you're happy with your you're happy with the way mm-hmm. you see yourself evolve. Right. You either evolve or you dissolve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's really what yeah. it's about. Yeah. You either elevate or you disintegrate. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that rhyme to it. Rap over it. It might be. I mean, bars. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Bars. I appreciate that. <laughs> Bogart. Um, Bogart came a long way. Um, you obviously styled some good friends of mine. Um, Earn your leisure. Shout out to the, to, to, to them guys. On top of, like I said, you got a, your catalog is extensive. I'll bring them up to to, to bring up. Uh, fast forward to twenty twenty three. Factory. You know, I see a lot of. Uh, you got a warehouse. Uh, no, I don't have a warehouse. Okay. See. Um, well, See, I don't have a warehouse. Right. What it is is my mentor, Guy Wood. He has a brand, Five Thousand and One Flavors. Okay. Guy, between Five Thousand and One Flavors, right. Guy has been making stuff for the industry for over maybe 30, 40, maybe even fifty years. Wow. And we're talking starting back from the Fat Boys to any and anybody. In the industry, to, Shout out for to DJ Khaled, Fat Joe. So during the days of B.I.G. and Puff and Mace and all that, Guy was making all of those um, outfits and stuff for us. So the majority of the stuff that Big would talk about, Versace, Moschino, those brands didn't have Big and Tall. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so, so one day it was like, you know, Rest in peace, Johnny Versace shut down the Versace store. 
Johnny Versace and Puff is on this side of the store, mm -hmm. shopping, whatever, doing what they do, been showing in the new collection. And uh, Big and Groove is on this side of the store, just picking things out. Right. You know what I'm saying? We bring certain references up to Guy. Guy go gets the fabric and make everything for group big. You know what I'm saying? So, so learning that process is what taught me that later on when I started getting my clients to add another criteria to my styling. Hmm. If I'm shopping and I couldn't find anything that I wanted for my clients, I would actually just take a picture of it, go get the fabric, bring it to Guy, and have Guy make it for me. You understand what I'm saying? So it's Guy's operation that just seen on my IG with all the seamstress and everything. You understand what I'm saying? Back to, back to that. It's so, team, right? so even still to this day, I'm still a student. Every day I'm still learning and learning and learning. I'm a student for life. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And every day I, I learn something new with Guy. And, and also other tailors too, like my man Torre. You know what I'm saying? He has a brand too. Y'all can look Torre up. He's Taylor Talk. You want to have to inform me? Yeah, yeah. Is. So, this is more Spanish for me. So, so, you know, Bogart is something that I was always being called from early right. bad boys and intern. Yeah. But then, I ain't gonna lie, sitting in the office, we smoking out, and, you know, we just sitting there trying to figure out an acronym for Bogart, and it just came out backwards. So once we flipped it, it became building organizations geared around real deals. Wow. I said, I, I never knew that. So that is what my brand and my company yeah. is based off of now. Right. And every day that I get up in the morning, I make it my business to build an organization geared around real deals or designs, depending on what I'm doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, how, like I said before, I never saw myself making a, a collection. I still don't have a collection. Like the clothes that you be seeing, it's either it's either all custom, or it might be like my basic pieces, like my sweatshirts, hoodie, t-shirts, maybe it's for ladies or whatever. But I originally started out with my brand to be leather pieces, like accessories, because at one point. I just saw everybody wanting to be a designer or have a clothing company. And I didn't want to be a part of that because I was still focused on being, on becoming a bigger stylist than I was by, if whether it was going into movies or commercials or whatever the case may be. So it was, for me, I was like, you know what? As a stylist, I could also design garments, but... I can sell a backpack right. or a toiletry bag, mm. you know what I'm saying? Or a leather poncho or a cape or whatever. So my first collaboration was with a company called Cockpit USA. Cockpit USA made the original Averexes in the 90s that you used to see, like Nas and all of them. Like, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Not the 80s that's out now, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a whole different quality type of quality. And you know it's it's no disrespect, it's no disrespect yeah. to Averex. <laughs> like yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But the original quality of the leather was was constructed and developed by Cockpit USA. Okay. So when I came up with this idea 
that I wanted to do these three coats, where there was the, the leather bomber with the fur collar or waistline shirling or the three-quarter joint. I just thought about what brand could I do this with that would make sense. One, for me being in the love of hip-hop, mm-hmm. for the love of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, at this point where, you know, I, I, I wanted to also help bring back some validation to cockpit. So when I started, to be honest with you, I never met the owners of cockpit until maybe a few years ago in Italy. Right. And that was by default because, no, I won't say by default, by, destiny. it was destined. That was, that was I like that. It was destined that was because, because when I was working with them, I designed the bad boy Averexes, but it was via fax machine. I did a sketch of how I want the bad boy Averex to look, Take this right? Mm-hmm. And and I faxed my design to them and they loved it. It was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'll make you a certain amount for your staff and your artists. Boom. I was like, yeah, but I need a white one and a black one for Puff. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? So during this time of, of this, <laughs> this project uh, coming about to fruition, like I said, I never met Jackie or Jeff Kleiman until a few years back, right before the pandemic. I call it the pandemic because, no, actually, I take that back. It's the pandemic. Pandemic. It was all kind of damage. Yeah, but I, I'm not going. We're not yeah. going to get into that. Because, Absolutely not. Because we lost a lot of loved ones yeah. to the pandemic. Oh yeah, no, 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 for sure. So, so, yeah, I'm, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm addressing sure. that in yeah. its proper term. Of course. Um, but anyway, I was in. I was at Pitiuma in in Italy, and um, shout out to my man Ouija of Brooklyn Circus. He got a brand called Brooklyn Circus. Y'all may know Brooklyn Circus now because he just did a recent collaboration with The Gap, which is super dope. Um, so um, Jackie, I'm having a conversation with Weege and Jackie hears my voice. She's like, she's like, Mike B? And I was like, and I heard her voice because we used to talk over the phone. That's some taking and, shit. And, yeah, and, I was, and I was like, good luck. I was like, Miss Jackie? <laughs> I was like, Jackie? Is that Jackie Clement? We yeah. just like, Mike B, you don't know Jackie from Cockpit? And yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that I was, was like, tough. that's crazy. Yeah. 25 years later, bro. That's freaky. You understand what I'm saying? That's love. So we kicking it like we never even skipped a beat right now in Italy, in the middle of Florence, Italy, just kicking it and all that, right? So we just kicked it and then we just made a plan. It was like, we exchanged information. It was like, yo, when we get back to the States, we got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Look at God. Just when I had this idea of what or how I'm gonna design or what brand I'm gonna do these coats with, Hello. he put Jackie and Jeff back into my life again. Yeah. And you know, the rest is history. So, you know, so if you look, if you go online and you see my coats, boom, the coat is the black affordable? coat. Huh? Are they affordable? Everything is affordable, my brother. <laughs> Businessman, damn. Everything is affordable. You learned that in marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything is yeah, affordable. Yeah, everything and, is and, affordable. And if it doesn't happen to meet your, your financial criteria, we could always figure it out. I appreciate you, know you man. I'm, I'm, I'm the, for the people, by the people. I need a boat you know on EBT uh, yeah. swipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. I ain't did. Enough is no one. You know, we... <laughs> 
We get laid off. So come to find out, the bomber that I designed, they never did that in black on black before. Mm. So that was the first time that I did that black stealth bomber with them. Okay. And then Sherlin, um, the waistline is actually called the Greenberg. You know what I'm saying? More sun gun. You know what I mean? The waistline is called the Greenberg. And the three quarters actually called the high view. That's crazy. All right. That's hard. That's, now, that's 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 GB. Now I have a um the high view. I have I have a um what you call it? Um the female line that's coming okay right now that's actually Bull being goddess. Developed. Yeah, yeah. It's actually being developed with them. And um and the uh the female waistline coat is mm-hmm. called the Bailey. That's tough. Shout out to my stepdaughter, man. And the three quarter is called the Woodlands. Yeah, this was well. Yeah, I don't even know what you're saying right now. This, this, this is my stories. You writing some of my story. I'm, I'm just reading. I'm listening, and I'm just like, damn, yeah. I've seen this before. So at the same yeah. time of whatever I design, it always has to go back to where I'm from. Of course, because then again, I can't promote. Yo, I got a woodland, I got an eyeball, my bum, and I can't go back to my hood and just yeah, chill nah. with my hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or even give back. Or, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this is my old two still. Yeah, of course. You understand what I'm saying? You got to respect the land, man. Yeah, respect the absolutely. land that you walk, the, you walk this soil for a certain amount of years. Respect it, water it. Absolutely. Plant seeds there. Absolutely. Help it grow. So, I'm still building that. I'm of still course. building my, my, my brand because. When the pandemic hit, it kind of shut everything down for me. Of course, okay. There was no filming. There was no production shoots or anything going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm not styling and shopping anymore. Nor am I really designing. But every while everybody's in the crib, every day I'm waking up reinventing myself. Every yeah, day trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I got mortgage. I got car insurance and all that to do and pay for. My wife loves bags and shoes and yeah. coats and all yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to figure something out. And it was just God's will where I came up and started doing the sweatshirts and the hoodies. By the time I thought about the sweatshirts and the hoodies, it was like 90 degrees out. <laughs> yeah. Unless God's you're still in the man. I don't no, know. but God's blessing, all first, my first five collections of my hoodies and sweatshirts sold out. During the spring and summer, with um, you got the analytics on that. Where was you selling the most? Like, was, was online you, and word of mouth. Oh, so it's every okay online okay. and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. IG is a gold mine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Depending on what you're using it for. Exactly. So, so I was like, oh shoot, okay. I'm um, back. Anything? No, nah, I wasn't even back. I was like, let me figure something out. I was like, okay, let me do some t-shirts. Mm-hmm. By the time I came up with the idea of doing t-shirts, it was 20 degrees out, right? Yeah. Yeah. God sold that collection out for me. I said, God's trying to tell me something. Something's going on here. Yeah, you got a gift. You got a gift. So I was like, look, maybe God is telling me I need to do a brand and apparel collection. And what was the beautiful thing about it is, although everybody was stuck in the crib, it was during this wave of athleisure and everybody was just zooming out. Yeah. Zoom, zoom, zoom. You know what I'm saying? So everybody either wanted to wear a hoodie, a sweatshirt. 
Now it's during around the time of everybody starting to go outside and get their walks in and exercise. Mm -hmm. So I started doing the leggings for the ladies and the tees and everybody's riding their bikes. So I started doing the cycling outfits and I did a bike um, collaboration with somebody. So I got the Bogart Freewheel bike, um, 10-speed style bike and all that. So so as I'm, all of this is going through and, and everything is just moving 100 miles per hour, I'm like, what the fuck is going on Yo, here? Pew, 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 pew. And yeah. I was like, okay. And yo, thank God, society started opening back up. And um, I started going back to personal shopping. But now my personal shopping and my personal styling for folks started turning more into custom now. I was gonna ask you that. Like the process of like when, when somebody walks in and say, listen, Mike, I want you, I'm going to, to the Grammys, uh, make it happen. Like what's that process? Is that pressure for you? Because it's like, we live for the pressure, bro. You yeah. Know? yeah, well, yeah. You know, pressure makes diamonds. It do. One thing with the street, it's different. Like, it's different pressures. So, like, you know, you might think, oh, a guy that I'm in the street, I, I know I can handle anything. And then get in a room with these with these sharks in the suit and get swatted and get ate up. It's a, it's a whole, it's, it's kind of, you can, you can translate it, but it's, it's different. It's harder to breathe the high. You yeah, get yeah. altitude, it get, it get tough. Yeah, so you might think your lungs is, but I keep my oxygen ass. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, That's okay. what keeps me grounded. So, what's your process too when you when somebody walks in up, up beside you know the obvious body structure or do they do they have to tell you you know what idea that they're looking for? Because me personally, I'm not super duper fashion. So if I'm a first time Bogard uh, stylist customer, you know what would be uh, your process then besides well, measurements and. Well, there's, there's, there's different process depending on the client. That's science. Right? Now, it not only depending on the client, depending on the project okay. that, that I'm the about event. to attack. Right. The okay. Event, right. Or a project. So you may have people that are able to come in and I tell them, you know, I need to get, you know, once they tell me what they're looking for, they're going to being whatever ambiance they're about to be in, then we figure out what we're going to do in the direction that we're going to go in. Right. Now, if you're able to come meet with me or I can meet with you, I need measurements, right? Yeah, sure. But once they come and they give me these measurements, then we go get the fabric, then we produce the garment. Yeah. After we produce the garment, they come in, we do a fitting. Not all fittings are perfect, are a perfect fit because different fabrics when you put the garment together come together and fit and drape differently on the body okay of course so sometimes the measurements that you took on somebody and then when you make a leather jacket it's gonna or a sweatsuit it's different from the way you're gonna make a dress suit and a dress shirt oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. now that's for the folks that are able to come in and get measured and I'm able to do a fitting in person a lot of calls I get that's out of state Got a cyber measure on it. Not even. Not even. I tell them if you want a sweatsuit, send me your favorite sweatsuit that you love to fit. That you love to fit. Are oh, you not playing? You eyeballing that yeah. one. So okay. I, go, I tell, and I also tell them to send me a full body picture of what they look like. Yo, have your wife or your girl or whoever, your son or whoever, take a picture of you, straight face off, sideways, and from the back. 
send me your favorite dress suit or your favorite dress shirt or sweatsuit or coat or whatever the case may be. And I go off of those specs. That's tough. You understand what I'm saying? Detail. So, wow. so sometimes it tough. still doesn't go yeah. accordingly because it's, it's a different fabric that we're working with. So what I do is sometimes if we have enough time, I tell them to send the garment back to me and then I'll adjust it because I want them to take a picture now of them wearing the garment. You understand what I'm saying? So I know where to be adjusted. Exactly. So, but sometimes to beat the pressure, depending on what state that person's in, I may already know a tailor or I might even have another friend of a stylist that's like, yo, do me a favor, yo. You got a tailor in ATL, something for me, or Miami or something for me real quick? Because I'm about to just take a trip out there and maybe they can meet me a boom, boom, boom. And I got budget for them or whatever. They compensate them for their time. So a lot of times... I'll just get on a plane and go meet the person. Now I'm not only meeting the person in person, I mean, for the first time, they're seeing that I'm taking the initiative and how passionate I am about this particular project and to make sure it's not just about the bread, but at the same time, it's about your comfortability. Of course. You can have a $50,000 jacket on. If it don't fit you right, it just defeats the purpose. You understand what I'm saying? So... (laughs) Or you walking around looking like a robot, it defeats the purpose. So they see that, and then now it turns into other projects. Yeah. Now I got the measurements. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because the tailor that I had from in that city, you know, do me a favor, take their measurements for me real quick. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll give it to me. Now I get to go back to my hood, go back to my operations with guy, and boom, 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 and execute whatever next might fall off the back of the truck. That's you know what I'm saying? That's networking right there, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you don't need to go to college. You just get up with Mike B and pay attention, you know, to his moves and see, you know, what's going on. And wow, that's... When I see some of these pieces on the internet, I follow, you know, a few different people that you style. You would never be able to tell that a person did not come up in there. That's very, very, very uh, talented. Like to be able to do that. With that being said, top five favorite pieces that I've made that you did that you've made top five in the in the actual person that you made it for. This might offend your political connects. Yeah, I don't know what you do. It's no business. I'm pretty sure they are your favorite. We just gonna put that out there. That's what I'm saying. It's like your kids, bro. Like you love all your kids. But, 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 whoa, and you love all your kids, but we all know who everybody think mommy and daddy's favorite is. All right. But for political reasons, I'll let you slide. I, I added that. No, nah, I can answer that because just the piece. Certain, I had a person wore pieces. I, yeah. Like, that you had fun making. I appreciate certain, you love all your work. Certain pieces. I did that. But, but it's crazy because. You know the saying, you're as good as your last job. Yeah, you transforming you know shit out here, man. So, I see. Stefan is Urkel and Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that motherfucking suit, that is Urkel. <laughs> that shit, yeah, it's that machine. You got the machine. Let me find out. You know, love. I ain't talking about nobody specifically, but I know what you're saying. You know, it, it, that's what's be going on. Like, it's going to be Urkel and Stefan for me. I'm a, I'm a simple, plain Jane guy. I'm, I'm luckily, you know, kind of handsome. Top five, I'll yeah. say, like, I did this orange suede motorcycle jacket, right? And what, 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 what made it crazy why I liked that piece was because it was for Luda. And 
What made it crazy is because the the sizes that I had and the measurements that I have for Chris, it it didn't match to what I was seeing. And also still watching him on IG, his workout game was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this can't be. You know what I'm saying? So, so one trip, he didn't know. When I when he when he had me come to the crib one time, I just took all his measurements again. You know what I'm saying? And then I also brought a piece back home with me just to make sure it was matching with the measurements that I had took. So by the time I caught up with him, right. I only had like a 15 minute turnaround to do a complete fitting with him. That's and it just so happens that the fitting went well. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one piece that I loved. Um, I would say another piece that I loved that was challenging was shoddy. Now the reason shoddy for shoddy, right? the shoddy reason, the reason, now the reason why I say shoddy because Rashad, a lot of folks don't know, Rashad has, you see him on IG, you, you like, yo, this kid look like a model. You understand what I'm saying? But shoddy's Measurements, a lot of folks don't know, like one arm is kind of longer than the other. For sure. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of folks don't know that. So he has to get custom every time. So for a while, it took a minute for for us to really nail down what that measurement is. Work on the sauce. Because now as they're becoming bigger and bigger, their traveling becomes more, and now they don't have as much time to come in for these fittings. Of course. You understand what I'm saying? So now that I'm starting to get this nailed down perfect, to y'all, y'all see it on IG, we don't but see y'all have is. no idea how many times I might have had to fix that one particular shirt for him. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I would say everything for Shadi is is a favorite for me. I would definitely say everything for Troy is a favor for me because Troy, Troy, he's structured like a like a linebacker, mm-hmm. right? He's like a running back, but his size fluctuates fast and quick. You know what I'm saying? So he'll be like, let's say. 181 week, and then another week he's like 200, but then he'll go back down to like a. Uh, uh, one ninety or something. So, so I I have to stay on top of it because so now depending on what I do, I try and give him a little room, a little wiggle room. So then that way, I'd rather something be too big. So then that way, I can I can slice it down if it's a little too big. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. So, so and and rocking with those two alone. Is so dope because the creativity and the synergy that we've created amongst each other, we can just bounce flicks off each other now. That's mm-hmm. really what we do. We design it off a of text now. You know That's what great. I'm saying? He'll they'll be in Dhabi yeah, somewhere, yeah. Yeah, and I'm in yeah. Jamaica, and they're like, "Yo, Troy, be like, yo, I got this idea. I want to do this purple suede thing." I'm like, "All right." Let's start bouncing some references, some pictures off each other. I get back to I get back to New York this such and such a day. All right, he'll be like, "Yo, I'm back in such and such a day." Boom, 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 and we just form like Voltron. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we, and we just rocked that. Chemistry so the, is crazy. Yeah, the chemistry is bananas. Yeah, right now. everything. Yeah. Um, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Everything for Keenan for me is special because just the transition of what I'm doing with Keenan, it's a beautiful project for me because my mission is to get him in GQ magazine. So a lot of styles that you're seeing that I'm doing with Keenan are him hosting award shows. So now that I know he's hosting these award shows, I can't just put him in this typical color tuxedo. You understand what I'm saying? So now being that his size, you understand what I'm saying? I have to not only pick a color that's going to complement his size, I also have to pick a color that's going to complement the TV screen of when you're sitting at home and you're looking at that screen. So now, I don't know if y'all noticed that there's certain things in particular patterns that when certain people wear them on the screen and when you're at home sitting at the screen, there's a buzz on the screen and it kind of like fucks with your eyes a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? That's because, one, some colors you can't do, sometimes you can't do white on television depending on what the background is. And sometimes you can't do certain plaids and certain pastels and, and paisleys and patterns and all of that because it starts messing with the person at home. So not only do I have to come with a particular color for Keenan, I have to come with a comfortable color that he's going to feel comfortable in, a color that's going to bounce off that TV screen and hit different, a color that's also going to just murder everything on the red carpet. Anybody that tries to come near him, he's just crushing them like pink cookies in a plastic bag. You understand what I'm saying? So all of that has to come into play and I'm and I'm and I'm having fun with it. It's transition. Yeah, nah, it's 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 not work. It's not work. It's not work because I love what I do. But it's it's um Definitely stressful. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not stressful because I love I love the pressure of it, and sometimes it may become stressful because these deadlines. So, like, let's say, you know, most of those fits that you see me doing for shotting and them, I'm flipping those in like two three day turnaround. Absolutely, microwave. Yeah. So compared to you going to like a Ralph Lauren or of any other bespoke store that does custom, they're flipping, they're taking at least four, five, six weeks to mm-hmm. turn a suit around for you. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And it still might not be right. Mm-hmm. You understand? So you gotta wait another week. Yeah. You understand on Just top of that. Yeah. So so because of that, I've spoiled them or certain clients, they're like, oh, might be could do that for me yeah. overnight. Yeah, tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So now that's where a little stress might come in because I'm like, okay, one, I'm not the only stylist or the only designer that's rocking with Guy because at the end of the day, this becomes like a factory. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? It's just like you have... That's right. Yeah. So you Next have, podcast, we'll get right. in, ready to record. Right. Like, so you're just like, you got, yeah. you got this one factory in Italy where you got Margiela coming out of the same factory that Dior is coming out of and then Lombard's coming out of this factory. So it's like, you're like, Okay, I got to make sure if BET Awards weekend is coming, you know the whole 
community, the whole hood, the whole culture is coming to us for for joints and fits and looks and all that. So my thing is, I got to hurry up and get to the table before Sugar Jane does or before, before... Groove or or Rachel or whoever else is like styling and coming through. Yeah. The, um, you got my man Terrell and all that coming through. So, so I, I gotta sit with God first, real quick. Be like, yo, son, I need this such and such real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Let me get on the table, boom, right. boom. And yo, majority of the time, thanks to the Most High, things come out the way that it comes. Yeah, Shadi was like, um. Chris Tucker and Rush Hour too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when they went to the, when they jumped through the sewer and buttercream, buttercream, you be having shot, shot if you looking good out here. Detroit too. I'm like, damn, <laughs> Chris it. Tucker over there. I appreciate that, but but that's crazy. Also, it's not even just, it's not just me. Now, this is where style comes in. They got, they have style. They got a certain swag. Of course, okay. so they, they know, they, they know sure. how to carry. Oh yeah, they Pisces, baby. Nice things. So yeah, they, so they, carry they know how to carry it and get that For off sure. right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it goes back to where the town is legendary. Yeah, right? and 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 not everybody has this style yeah. or this swag in there that that we have to carry this off. Yeah. So and 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 this is where it becomes frustrating because. This is something that can't be taught. You have you to can. be born with so again, this thing. Like, no preservatives. I just had this conversation with Mike Wash the other day. Like, it, it, it's a certain swag and, a, and just that. I got it. I know all about it. Yeah, that. I can't explain that. Yeah, that you can't know what I'm saying? It. It's, it's, and, and, and at the same time, it's, it helps with our vernacular that makes it so spectacular. It was his. They had to come get Mike B. I mean, we just know the history of Mike B. It's like, why wouldn't you? You you, you a name, like I said, you you a name in an algorithm in itself. As we wrap it up, I want you to uh, go through some of the people you work with that the world know, just so the world, because you know the world is trying to play crazy sometimes. So I want for enough to know. You let them know. You know, just some of the lists you work with. uh, a lot of NBA play, a lot of athletes, a lot so, of celebrities. To be honest with you, son, I don't, you don't, I don't, even want, you don't want to do it. It's, it's not that I don't want to do it. I want to just explain something so people don't start yeah. whatever, like, you know. Back in like the 1800s, tailors and seniors never spoke about who their clients were. Okay, so that's okay. Because it just kept the mystique. Fashion Illuminati, y'all. Yeah, it, not even just the Illuminati of it, it. It kept the mystique of the clientele and culture. for the tailor. Right. Because, to be honest with you, some folks don't even want people to know they got a stylist. So, if you notice, you know, I, I might post something about somebody, but I don't go into like detail and say, yo, this is what I agreement. I'll say I made this for this particular person. Yeah. But I'm not going to say, yo, I, I, I like styled and I gave them style or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Disclosure so, agreements right. and all that. So, so at the same okay. time, it's like, it's it it becomes wordplay for me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I still have a brand. To then promote. it's like, then for right. How, I have you, a brand you, to promote, but I still want that person to feel yeah. the way they feel when they step onto that red carpet. 
You know what I'm saying? I get on that red carpet. I'm shot. I got a stylist, y'all. I ain't even gonna hold shit. I'm not with none of that. <laughs> no, but you got Nobody you have some. Know. I'm you, transparent. You have some, sanity, but, man. You can't you, be having too much shit to hide. Nah, but you do have some clients that are say, "Yo, shout out to my stylist, Mike B." Like you know, okay, that's and the ones that's the ones that I name. They'll they'll do that for me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because some clients become family. You know what I mean? Of and, course. And, 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 and you know, that too is like a gift and a curse. I'll go into that too. But, um, but you know, I've, I've been blessed through the 25, 30 years that I've been doing this. I've been blessed to work with the likes of, you know, the LeBrons, the Chris Browns, the D-Wades, the Brown Swiss James, Beats, man. the Alicia Keys, and the Lauren Hills. And, um, no, no. I didn't Chris Brown. I helped with Lauren. I didn't stop. Oh, I can't yeah. name. I'm gonna let you but, name. But um, you know the Nazis, the Jays. I've been blessed to work around, um, work with, and and do certain projects with them. Damon Marley, Shaggy is also. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Damn. But it was me. But it was you. <laughs> That's the title. It wasn't so, me. So you know. Um, but yeah, man. I just say peanut butter and jelly is good. God is great, bro. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and he's just been really great to me. And that's why I feel so grateful and, and blessed. And, you know, I, I give all my thanks and praises to the most high. As you should, you know. Um, future plans for Bogart. What's next? Future plans for Bogart? Well, Secrets. You know, really yeah, there's, there's one thing I don't want to. I I I can't talk about. I'm at 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 um. I can't speak on that right now. Okay, but it's it's like right there. Um, really? but, I, but I will. What I will say for the brand itself is I want to turn it into a to a a, a, a haberdashery, like a, a house of Bogart, like a, a Maison of Bogart. Mm-hmm. And to where that's like a a one stop shop for it's like a concierge of style where you come you can get styled you, you can also see pieces you can buy a few pieces right there off the rack yeah. or you can come and do custom made stuff and you're not waiting four five six weeks for something and we can flip something in, in a matter of time for you but then it's also extends into you know, you know really yeah there's, there's one thing I don't want to I, I I can't talk about I'm at 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 um I can't speak on that right now. Okay. But it's it's like right there. Um really? but, I, but I will what I will say for the brand itself is I want to turn it into a to a a, a, a haberdashery, like a, a house of Bogart, like a, a Maison of Bogart. Mm-hmm. And to where that's like a a one-stop shop for it's like a concierge of style where you come, you can get styled. You, you can also see pieces. You can buy a few pieces right there off the rack. Yeah. Or you can come and do custom-made stuff and you're not waiting four, five, six weeks for something and we can flip something in, in a matter of time for you. But then it's also extends into, you know, educating where, you know, I've, I've created like two different curriculums. That's been my hustle lately where I've been selling curriculums. Not selling curriculums, but pretty much teaching my information and, and giving the game. You know right. what I'm saying? 
Okay. Which is called Swagonomics 101. Swagonomics 101. A lot of y'all need to enroll. So, so I've been teaching at FIT. Um, I was doing Zooms actually um, during the pandemic. That's tough. For the setup. You know really? what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, so I was healing through. most of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. We all were healing, brother. Man, we all were healing. I, I took you healing. Uh, well, you know, we can't we're really all say healing. We're still but, healing. Because a splinter, a splinter for me might be a gunshot. Well, you, you can't tell nobody how to breathe and grieve and heal. Everybody no. takes things differently. I'll um, tell you right now, I suffer from depression. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think we all have to a certain degree. Yeah, absolutely. And I've also I've also learned that I'm also like on a a, 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 a low spectrum of autism as well, too. Like that's probably why so, you're in order to make them pieces, you kinda gotta be a little off. <laughs> <laughs> to style some of the people that you style and then to make it like the transformation is crazy. Yeah. So it's like you can't be I don't think you can be too normal. Nah, but I I I've Come to terms with that because accountability is making me a better man today than I was yesterday. Yeah, and you know, I know I, I know I got some shit with me that you, you should be better. Some me. good shit, some bad. Yeah, listen, when you know when you when you know who you are, they can't tell you who you're not. But I'm dealing with it. Absolutely, you understand? What I'm Absolutely, saying? they'll use it against you if you don't. So tell it to yourself. Bro. Right, they, they're gonna tell it to you. The world gonna tell you. Absolutely. Good, Absolutely. bad, ugly, right, wrong, true, false, the world's going to tell you everything. Yes, so, so, I appreciate you know, that. Hey, you know, I'm just... You just might be, I'm man. Just striving, bro. Striving. Just shout out to Ratchet, man. See, this is... I'm pretty sure you've probably been using that word since the 90s, but, you know, that's GBA boys. You know, we we, we coming. We uh, we on y'all heels. Shout out to Taylor's brand, too, shout by the way. way. Shout out to Taylor's I'm, brand. Yo, let me tell you. Hold on real quick, man. While I'm here, I want, <laughs> I want, I want to give y'all Dog love. Skip Roberts, man. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I appreciate you. Because yeah. you, y'all, I'm going to say y'all, you two may not hear it often. I'm proud of just two. Yeah, all, and you all play the part. And, 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 I know, and I know where, we all know where we're from, but I know what y'all's trials and tribulations have been. I know... I know the, the the crossroads that y'all came across, mm-hmm. but to see y'all flourish and evolve into what y'all are doing right now, bro, right. with this entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. man, listen, I'm I'm proud of y'all. I'm yeah. happy for y'all. Yeah, I love y'all. y'all for free. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And if there's anything that I could do to help y'all move forward, B, I'm, I'm here. Y'all got my numbers. I'm only 10 numbers away from y'all. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Appreciate you. And, and yo, bro, just, you know, closed mouth don't get fed. Absolutely. If I, if I can't do it right then and there, say that. at least I can give y'all some type of direction. Normalize asking for help. So but at the same time, y'all know y'all got my beat, bro. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Uh, we gonna bring my... And I, and I thank y'all for... Even having me on your radar to be a part of having you on the radar, you was already who you was, and we was trying to figure out who we was. I, I appreciate so, that. You know, guys yeah. like you in the community, I, I love stuff like this because these my legends. My legends list is a little bit different. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, but it's it's about it's about the humility. Of course, yeah, my pops used to always stay tell grounded. me, stay grounded. stay grounded. The humblest calf sucks the most milk. Yeah, I don't like the way that sounds, but it's true though. Yo. 
pause, I, whatever y'all want to call I, it. I'm still, I told y'all, I'm trying, I'm the, learning. The calf sucks, the, the, the humblest calf yeah, no, no, sucks. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Baby, cow is a calf. No, 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 no. I know exactly what you said. You know, I'm just still born in 1989. So I'm, I'm, I sometimes I, I'm mature, sometimes I'm not. Like you know, something like that. But look, you also a grown man though. I am. So a grown I'm man right. don't have to deal with all that yeah. pause, stop yeah. and go. Yeah. You're right. Like, hey, yo. Who, who told us? Jada Kiss told us that. Like you know, we don't we, we, we don't gotta say pause. No, I get. I know. I'm just. I'm trying. No, I get Accountability it. Accountability. I'm it. not there yet. I get it. I get it. I, I started it. off. I, I'm, I'm doing. I, I'm but it was a fun game though. It was. You know what I'm saying? Pause. You know. But but look. Look what no homo brought homeboy. That cost him 40K. Oh, yeah. yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, right now, we're in a society oh, where shit. we're right. not, we not getting away with yeah. certain things we can't get away with. This so is what I mean, up for. So, so we, gotta, we have to mature yeah. ourselves right. into changing our I vernacular. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Our vocabulary and, and the way we speak and, and still have that mindset. But you didn't say like, nothing wrong. You're nah. Right. But, just, but, but still I, have the mindset to know like, yeah. yo, bro, we talking B.I. Yeah, you're right. Iron sharpens <laughs> iron. One grown man to another. You know what I'm saying? It really up the nephew. I'm just having fun. Right? <laughs> like, y'all saw Lion King. That's Seven what it's about. Jump on Mufasa and smack That's us. what it's about. I had to do that. Um, episode 14. We're going to bring Mike back Pulling up. Pulling Matata, man. Um, we not done, you know, with Mike Paul now. We not done with Mike. We're gonna get Mike back up in. He gave y'all a lot of jewels. Uh shout out to GBA. Shout out to my team, Greenleaf. Uh everything organic. Um, I'm loving the progress, the growth. Um, I'm gonna leave our community with this, man. Um wait, hold on. Shout out to Curlfest. What's yeah. that? Curlfest is Simone and oh, Safra. On Greenberg. Especially sad. You understand what I'm saying? Greenberg, New York. Shout sure. out to Curl Fest because those young ladies are doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Their entrepreneurship. Yeah. That like Great just, just that whole yeah. um that whole sad. monster yeah. of what their festival has evolved into. I, I feel like they don't get enough light shined on them for that. Like, you know that's what this platform so is in. Yeah, we so I just wanted, I wanted to get that off okay, real quick before yeah. we close out. Of course. You know what I mean? Dude, if we, we want to shout out Greenberg, let's, we, let's do we, it. Okay, so like, let's shout out Greenberg. First and foremost, let's shout out GBA, man. Um, like I always tell y'all. Fringy. I, uh, yeah, shout out to Fringy, because before GBA was who GBA is, you had guys like Mike and, and Benji and... Frankie and I, I'll be here naming the whole town, but you know, um, shout out to the town, Big Greenberg Energy, uh, Greenberg, the big one. You know, we doing it. We making a lot of moves. That's Central Seven flow, kid. Central Seven, uh, yeah. Fairview, um, all of them. One hundred six hundred three, one hundred six hundred seven. The whole town right now is is firing on all cylinders because in order to push our culture forward, everybody got to do their part. So you might have EYL, you know this. The stuff that they saying, guys who I know might not be able to understand that. They might not be able to translate that. But now they might be able to understand me. I can understand them. I understand you. I'm, I'm multidimensional. Everybody don't have that. So everybody do their part and we all can reach somebody. And that's how you keep the machine in motion. It's not one engine that's going to get the car running. You need the wheels. You need to let everything, you know, it's going to flow and sink. And we all don't want to call it. I got you here. I got uh, another big, one of the other big young guys in the town coming. I'm not going to put his name out there. And 
it's, it's, it's just full circle. So um, I forgot what the fuck I was about to say. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Uncle Mike, man. Uh, I'm happy to have had him here. It's one, of, it's one of my legends. He should be one of yours. And, and we're going to keep it going. So we're going to definitely get him back up here. I'm going to let him, you know, give his final words, his shout outs, his messages. Yeah, what he want to tell the coach? What you want to tell these, these fashion out. people, man? Shout out to my brothers and my sister. Yeah. The you twins. Know, Paul and Greg. We're going to get into Greg Greg. next time. I ain't even get out nothing on Greg. And, and, you know, family, bro. Mm-hmm. Fam first. Yeah. That's really In bro. most cases, though. Because family can just be a word. The only thing that separates family from foe is yeah, but Sometimes family don't even have to be blood. There you know go. what I'm saying? That's so what I wanted to hear. Yeah. I wanted you to say it, though. So I always say it. Fam first. And, you know, that's, that's really mm-hmm. the foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta have foundation. Yeah, sturdy. And and stay humble with it. Cause even a giant, when a giant can look in the mirror and see nothing, that's 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 deep. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. mental fitness. Yeah, man. Can't stand alone when you're trying to fit in, B. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Money might. Listen, love this normal podcast, episode 14. 14, kid. Legendary. Love. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, man. Yo, you already know. You gave me that exclusive, man.